Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dak Prescott getting a bump from an unlikely place, I thought. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. You know, I've been saying that Dak even though he has been playing amazing, especially over the last five games. It's been a passer rating of 122.6, which is good. Nearly 2,000 yards passing, 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, It's better than good. It's amazing. It's amazing. All the nerd stats, the pro football focuses, if you will, have him as the highest graded quarterback in the NFL, and he has been in the MVP conversation. Now, people like me have been looking at the – opponents that he's been playing over this time yeah, and have been saying, these are just not the who's who. And Mm -hmm. was he stat padding essentially and playing his best ball? But we know that whether it ends up mattering at the end of the season in the moment, it always feels like it does matter because who are you playing? Right. And are you just sort of taking advantage of playing this down competition? That is something that people like me have said Recently, yeah, I I totally disagree. I mean, he I think is one of his best games of his career was at the link three weeks ago, three hundred seventy four yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I guess what was the gr- final outcome of that game? Uh, twenty twenty three, and actually, I'm looking at stats. Wins is not a quarterback stat, so okay, but wins is not a quarterback but still, stat. He was However, amazing that I think he was he was good, but up until wins are not a quarterback stat. But I think when you have the ball, yeah, and you're trailing. And you get into the red zone, and then it's mistakes that you cost your team that back you up and take away your chance to come out for the victory. That's different than, say, a guy who loses in overtime because he never gets the ball or something like that. Well, I mean, one of them, it was a sack that was really hard to avoid. There was a mistake of play. I'm not sure that's on that. Regardless, he was was the best best player on that field. Him or CeeDee Lamb were the best player on that field on both teams. The Eagles know Dak Prescott is very, very hard to stop. So I I think that that one, the thing about it is he'll also have, have a rematch in Dallas, where I think all eyes are going to be on that game, if he he torches them again, he happens to do very well against the Eagles style of defense. He yep. knows it really well. So I think he's going to have some good numbers against good teams. I know he has been stat padding. I absolutely agree with you. But I think he's going to also do well against these good teams because, it, you know, he's not going against the best defenses in the world. I think he has a chance to put up good numbers against good teams as well. So it's going to be the whole picture for him. Yeah. Everything is working. Okay. So everything is working since the bad loss to San Francisco, which yeah. is still there. Now, granted, it's more in the rearview mirror. So I don't want to be someone who's just hanging on to something that happened, you know, in week five or whatever it was. 
So beating the Chargers, which was a nice bounce back game. I'll give them that after losing that badly to the San Francisco 49ers. It was a close game. It was on the road. They win that game. Turns out Chargers not very good. Uh, The Rams was never in question. We mentioned the Eagle game. You and I see that just a bit differently. The Giants 49 to 17, Carolina 33 to 10, and Washington on Thanksgiving 45 to 10. So I'm like, well, you beat the Giants, Carolina, and Washington. You know, does that really bolster your MVP case? Now, there is somebody yesterday who may have changed my mind about this kind of thing because, you know, you have to be open minded. I can't just be so narrow in my view and stuck in my ways. And that was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went out of his way yesterday on Pat McAfee's show to heap praise on Dak Prescott, how he's playing the position. Here's what he said. Tom had some comments about, Brady had some comments about some of the mediocrity in the game. And I just want to say Dak is not who he was talking about okay. um, for a number of reasons. But I just love that it, he's really playing the position. What I mean by that is, I'm watching him make Ringo calls. So that's protection adjustments against these crazy looks and picking things up. I'm watching him, uh, you know, bring the tight end back in against the zero pressure and throw an old concept we used to run for a touchdown to CeeDee Lamb in the back end zone. I'm watching him use his cadence uh, beautifully and, and, uh, and get into this rhythmic here we go into like uh, dummy – using it as a dummy sometimes, doing it twice, into, like, other cadences. I mean, I've, the last four or five weeks I've gotten to see more of their games, and I just want to say, like, he's playing a position in a really impressive way. Okay, so that was a little long, but we wanted to play the full thing because that's, like, from quarterback to quarterback, that's probably the nicest thing you can say about a guy, which is he's playing the position at the super high level Aaron Rodgers, the most distinguished quarterback we have left now playing in the NFL as the four-time MVP, going out of his way to basically tell everyone that Dak Prescott is like playing 10 out of 10 right now. It has to be considered, and I think it, this could this could push voters to giving Dak the MVP because of this seal of approval, if you will, from mm. Rodgers. But isn't aren't the games, and the voters I assume are watching all the Dak Prescott games, and probably not that many people are paying attention to Rogers interviews on McAfee anymore. So how could this influence voters? Are the voters obviously have their own agendas and they're really watching closely. I assume they're not that many MVP voters. They really care what Aaron Rodgers says. Okay. But if you, if you aren't a former quarterback or you didn't play, you might not understand, even if you cover the league, you might not understand this level of intricacy, which is why we wanted to play the full clip for you because you, you might not be getting all of that. Right. And so, him kind of deep diving there with the X's and O's doesn't, listen, it doesn't take away from the competition yeah. that he's playing or the fact that he's, you know, scoring a lot of touchdowns at garbage time and stuff like that. That still exists. But I think for one of your own to point this out, I think that's worth something. Yeah, I mean, I just see a different. I see Dak has been dominating since the San Francisco game. I, I don't, even with this deep dive, I 23 touchdowns and six picks I don't care who you're playing. It's incredible. And if he keeps his numbers up against these weak defenses, I mean, the Eagles are a good defense, and he's got the Bills, who are a pretty good defense as well, although they got lit up by in the second half by Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to end up with 40 touchdowns and 10 picks, and I don't think he even needs Aaron Rodgers. If you have those numbers, aren't those overwhelming? And like you said earlier, people are not going to break down who he did that against. I think 
he's going to have such a statistical case if he beats the Eagles next week. If if they can win that, first of all, he's a big guy in Thursday night, a standalone game where yeah, he's Thursday probably going to beat up the Seahawks, whose defense isn't great. Well, the Seahawks right now are, you know, yeah, I they're, mean, a, they're having a moment. It's a crossroads. Yeah, because Geno's not healthy. Yeah. I think he could have a big game there, which everyone's going to be talking about. Then if he beats Philadelphia, isn't he a strong firmer? I don't think he needs Aaron Rodgers. Just beating beating the defending NFC champions, wouldn't would that be huge? Maybe I'm overrating it because it's my team. I don't think he needs Aaron Rodgers to say this. Well, I think it helps. I do because I think there is a Dak is overrated narrative that is, quite frankly, kind of hard to overcome because even like what you've said, granted, it's a different sport, but you said this about, you know, guys who win MVP who haven't won a championship. You don't want to see it, right? You don't, you don't want to see, you thought Giannis before he won, you don't want to see him win two MVPs. You don't want to see Jokic win two before he won. Like, there's an idea about coming up short in the playoffs, and when we see that over and over again, are you really MVP? Your guy Joel Embiid, like, now yeah. going through that. And well, it's funny, but the Dax cop he's got real his competition is Lamar Jackson, who has the same exact problem. So are you gonna hold that against Lamar? Well, that's why maybe this could have been the year where someone else, an outside the box candidate, really would have had a shot, like a Tyreek Hill. You know, where if you think that Dak is doing all this against bad competition or stat padding in garbage time, if you're not convinced Lamar Jackson should be a two time MVP, if 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 all these cases had all these holes that you could poke into them and maybe Tyreek Hill gets it. I think what Aaron Rodgers is doing is he's telling you from the, that Dak Prescott is like a quarterback's quarterback. And I don't think that he ever had that kind of seal of approval from other quarterbacks. I've never seen someone go out of their way to give Dak Prescott that kind of praise. You don't think, and I actually rewatched the game, you don't think that, that Troy gives Dak a lot of love? Yeah, he kind of does. Troy, though, is... Listen. And Troy Aikman is not nice to he's quarterbacks. He's not nice to any quarterbacks, especially not Dallas quarterbacks. He's been especially... Can sometimes be especially I, hard I've always thought Dak Prescott was viewed more harshly by the media because there, you get a lot of attention for saying Dak is not good than inside the game. I've always thought... Like, if Dak was stuck in, say, in the midway, if he was a Colts quarterback, I think Dak would have gotten a lot more respect. But I think there's just this feeding frenzy around the Cowboys. So anytime he throws picks, I I honestly, I think it's the hype that that you love to build up Dak and tear him down. Build him up, tear him down, because I just think there's just so much emotion that goes into the Cowboys quarterback. No, there is definitely that. And Rodgers actually acknowledged that. He's like, maybe it's being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's like, I know being the Packers quarterback, that sort of, carries a lot of weight in the NFL as well. I think it's the high-profile failures in the playoffs. I think that's it. But what about Lamar Jackson? He's He's got a great chance to win it this year. Or why wouldn't they count that against him? Then well, no one's talking about that. Maybe not, but it's like Lamar wasn't even in the playoff game last year. He doesn't have the big moments uh, in the playoffs, like no one even right. remembers any of his right playoffs. because he's a Ravens quarterback. If he was the Cowboys quarterback, believe me, we would be talking about that. I just think this is a function of the attention in some sense. Well, maybe. I mean, you have Dallas playing San Francisco. It's in the playoffs the last two years. Yeah. This is one of the best rivalries we had in the nineties. Yeah. Now it's been rekindled, which yeah, is yeah. fantastic. And Dak has the ball in his hands, yeah. making boneheaded decisions or whatever two years ago. And then last year it was embarrassing that you have, you know, basic Ezekiel Elliott hiking you the ball in a last minute, you know, it's like very high profile, memorable moments of failure that that matters. I think that's what it is. Honestly, I think this is the most overblown thing because he's, it was a fully healthy San Francisco 49ers defense. It destroyed Aaron Rodgers. 
ironically, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. They kind of put Aaron Rodgers out of business in Green Bay. And, of course, they did that to Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott's high-profile pick in that game hit the receiver between the numbers and bounced off. So I always thought this this hate towards Dak Prescott was crazy. Well, I'm not saying it's hate. That's not it. I think it, it's like watching the the end of those games with, granted, the history of the Cowboys not being able to get over the hump since the 90s. I think all that goes in into it. And he's got the ball in his hands. It's different, I think, if you're sitting on the sideline and another team goes down and scores as a quarterback and you lose. As opposed to ball in your hands, last minute to make a play, and you don't do it. And it's mm. been the last two years. So that's what I don't think it's hate. I think it's just this is we're watching a guy who had a shot and lost. I think he came into the season crazy underrated because of last year. I, I think I said this a million times. Last year, the team around him stunk. He had one target, C.D. Lamb. He kind of still has that problem. But by, I wouldn't stress at all about the MVP race because if you look at it, we're going to see on the – this is actually awesome this year because all the MVP candidates play each other in the last four weeks. Dak plays the Eagles. Brock Purdy plays the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy plays Lamar Jackson. And Tua plays all these guys. So the top, who are the top four candidates? And I'm assuming Mahomes is out of it. So those are the top four guys. Mahomes could definitely get back in. I don't think they're going to want to give it to Mahomes. Mm. I mean, if you have Brock Purdy leads every statistical category, I know you don't think he's an MVP candidate, but I think they're going to want somebody new. See, I, I think that history would look back when you say we gave it to Brock Purdy yeah. and not to Patrick Mahomes when he's obviously the best player in the league. Whether yeah. the offense doesn't look the same as last year or whatever, he's still the mm, best. I he has not looked great this year. Can we admit that? he's? It's not his fault the team stinks around. I mean, Justin Watson. No, he can't drops. catch the ball. It's just yeah, he said. just doesn't yeah. have the receivers. And I know he scored a couple touchdowns. It just doesn't feel like the Mahomes MVP or to me. Well, they might have gotten things going against the Raiders last week because that was a good second-half offensive effort. We'll see. I, I still think it's a Prescott-Purdy-Lamar Jackson competition, and I cannot wait to see this play out. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Brian's in Arkansas. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Hey guys, uh, doing good. We just wanted to call in. I, try, I was going to call you yesterday. Uh, Dak, I'm a Cowboys fan for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think it hurts one because Dak replaced Romo. I always thought Romo was a great quarterback, just was never doing the right thing at times. Yep. But Dak's problem is the fact that his, it's, you think he could do better, and you know he can, but then when it comes to big games, you know, he fails. Yep. Like the big time. And, and that's, I think that's what the biggest hope is. Is he MVP caliber? Yeah. Okay, he can be. Eli Manning got two Super Bowls. Okay, uh, Joe Flacco was considered lead one to his Super Bowl. So, yeah, you can consider him an elite quarterback at times. But the big games are what's hurting him. Yep. When it comes to not being dominant against big teams like 49ers. So, I mean, honestly, me, I was this year, but it didn't go great. I was hoping we traded him to Atlanta or something because I was I was tired of the same thing. Yep. It's just like he'll get you. Only so far. 10, 11, yep. Yeah. He'll get you 10, 11 wins. And he'll get you first, second round, and then the playoffs, and then that's it. I think he can do better, but I don't know if he can. You know what I mean? Brian, and we still we at, still guys. don't know. Thank you for the phone call. Level-headed there, cowboy fan, on the fence. Yeah. But, you know, about way, whether Dak can win a Super Bowl. It'd be nice if his team was good enough to lead any of these games, too. He always has to come back from... I, San Francisco is a problem for Dak. Even the one where you guys were killing him because he ran out of time that last play. Like, yeah, two years ago. They were losing two years ago. And last year, they really never had control of that game. 
because San Francisco was a better team both times. And you know what's so funny? What's up? The way it's shaping up, the Eagles will get the one seed. Cowboys and Niners will be the two three. And guess what's happening in the divisional round yep, once again? They're going to play again. I know. And I'm assuming that caller probably thinks, oh, great. Dak's <laughs> yeah, right. going to come short again. <laughs> well, and maybe something will be different this year. But well, I, they're I thought, your Super Bowl pick. And I, I think you kind of feel okay about that. I do. I, I wonder, though, like, uh, Mike McCarthy going to get any credit for the, any of this stuff? Well, yeah, but I mean. Because I know that's going to be a bitter pill for Cowboy fans to swallow here. But the offense changed. Took them maybe a little bit to get used to it. Now it's humming. Similar thing with Lamar Jackson, a new <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yes, EJ. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we talked about this last week. And, and I think it, it's, it goes back to that perception of Mike McCarthy, yep. which is similar to Dak Prescott. I thought Roger's comments were interesting because – who really thinks of Dak as a cerebral quarterback? I think a lot of people look at him as a guy that has a lot of talent. Dak? And, yeah. He's not, well, I just think he's so he's kind of slow compared to a dynamic Lamar Jackson or a Josh Allen or a Justin right. Herbert. I don't no, think, but he also doesn't get the credit of like a Peyton Manning. No one thinks no. of him like Peyton Manning. Or, but I don't think he's viewed as a talent guy. I, I think he is viewed no. more as a cerebral guy. That's uh, because like they, I will give you a third he, option. I, he, I think he's viewed as a guy that has a lot of guys around him, a lot of good yeah. pieces around him right. with a line, with good receivers. I think a lot of people don't really want to give him the credit for the success of the Dallas Cowboys. That is very true. That's but true. But they don't sure. look at him like Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, who no. has all the physical skill in the world. No, nobody I'm, I'm not like saying that. that. I'm well, saying that the cerebral aspect of it, nobody thinks of him as a Peyton Manning or some of these guys like that. And Rodgers was getting into that, to that point. Basically said that like he is like this is quarterbacking at the highest level with the cadences and the dummy calls and all the stuff, little things that he's doing correctly. And I think that does go a long way with voters. You, you have the four-time MVP – Getting this guy over, to use a wrestling term, telling everyone like this is this is how you play the position. I mean, that's that's a lot. I think that goes a far way as opposed to you know just looking at he, he's going to have forty touchdowns. But you know the reality is they they better beat the if he loses to the Eagles and he's out right. Uh, in two weeks. There's no way he can win the MVP. No, I think the, they'd probably give it to Hurts. Even though Hurts, Hurts would, doesn't. But have the other thing too about the one thing I would disagree about McCarthy and. They, he had the same exact season two years ago. There's no difference between Dak this year and Dak uh, two years ago. He had 37 touchdowns, 11 picks, 4,500 yards. He's the same exact quarterback and same exact team. Yeah, but according to Aaron Rodgers, not the same quarterback, what did right? he say? Did he say that he wasn't doing those things a couple years ago, or he just happened to notice it this year? Well, I think, I think the implication was... Wow, he's taken himself to the next level. But I think Aaron Rodgers didn't watch him two years ago because he was at that level already. I mean, he's been an elite quarterback. He's been a there's he was the highest paid quarterback before. He's going to be the highest paid quarterback again. He's a really good quarterback, and I I just don't like this narrative. Oh, now that Aaron Rodgers endorses him, he's good. That that feels slightly like a diss to me. No, I think it's a I think it's an endorsement. You know, yeah, because Rodgers, some, but it implies could before, go down as the greatest quarterback after Tom Brady if you really want to go off of skill and yeah. you know what he was able to do. Like he could be second on anyone's list. But it implies you need his endorsement, or people need his endorsement to recognize Dak. Where I think they should have recognized Dak. I think we actually nailed Dak preseason. We put him as the eighth best quarterback. Turns out he's a little bit higher this year. But... Well, that's the thing. It's like this could be a tiebreaker for a lot of people. It's no. like, was I going to give it to Holmes? Was I going to give a second one to Lamar? It's like, well, Rodgers thinks it's a Dak Prescott's playing at the highest level. So that could matter. I think it will. 855-2124-CBS. Dak is an MVP candidate. You're welcome to call in and weigh in. Show announcement. Should we do it? Let's, let's... We're doing it. All right, we're doing it. Big show announcement. 
this Saturday during the SEC championship game, myself, Mr. Andrew Perloff, EJ, Pete, Pete's got something to do. Peace out. Pete, we'll miss you. We will be be doing a live watch-along for the SEC championship game. So what does that mean? That means you can watch the game along with us on Saturday if you want to. We will have some details for you on how to find us, what you can do. EJ has those details right now. Yeah, so starting at the game starts at 4 4 o'clock. We'll come on a little bit earlier than that. You'll have us on Twitch and YouTube. So you'll be able to watch us on both parties. So it'll be, again, Maggie, Andrew, I'll be in there as well. So we'll sit in there watching the game. You'll see. Maybe I'll make some blondies. Unfortunately, Maggie and <laughs> Andrew will be able to eat them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but you'll get to see us watch, and we'll give commentary during the game and talk about various things happening, sports. Otherwise, it'll be a, a good, fun time. And you can be in the chat. You can be yes. commenting along with us, and we're going to have the capability to even put some of your comments up on the screen. I mean, we're a full, fully operational Watch along. This could be great. Yeah. I have so much at stake at this game. <laughs> like, like your like, fandom. Like my preseason Carson Beck Heisman bet is has an outside chance. What if he gets seven touchdowns? But I'm also an <laughs> Alabama fan, so you're going to be really annoyed with me because I'm actually going to be rooting for both teams. Is oh. that fair? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Always with the hedging on the, the bets in the teams. Like, <laughs> well, I, if you don't have a college football team, Kate, you root for players. I always say you can root for players. So, therefore, I can root for both teams. I love Jalen Penn, Penn State was the was the was Philadelphia's football team. What happened to that? But I t- no, no. I was very that, clear. That, that, I was very, very. No, no. <laughs> Pull the tape. I said if Penn State beats Ohio State, they're Philadelphia's football that team. That is another hedge. If not, Ohio State is Philadelphia's football team because Marvin Harrison and Kyle McCord are from Philadelphia. Right. That's so, exactly what I said. Right. Which is, goes back to what I said. You keep hedging on these things. So, like. You call it hedge. I call it equal opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so, 4 p.m., We'll Eastern be on, time. Yes, yeah. Eastern time. That's when the game starts. We'll probably have to stream up a little earlier than that. So, like, we're not going to start right at kickoff. But we'll be up talking about the SEC championship game. You'll watch us along with the game. We won't have the game on, obviously, but you'll be able to see our reactions live. Yes. It'll be a good old time. It's what they call second screen. It, what you do. It'll be a lot like the college football playoff committee is going to be sitting doing the same thing. Yes. We're going to be the college football, <laughs> a mini college football playoff committee. I know. Do I get to be Boo Corrigan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do I get to be Condoleezza Rice? Is she still there? <laughs> I don't know. She's still on the committee. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Pine Needle asking, will we be dressed up in gear? Maybe. Maybe oh, I, I got an outfit. Of course. Perloff always has got, I got clothes actually, for the occasion. I already picked multiple outfits for the watch party. <laughs> I love it. 855-212-4CBS. Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate. Roger's comments yesterday really gushing about Dak. Do you think it changes anything? I do. Uh, coming up, more on the college football playoff rankings, what they got right, what they got wrong last night. We'll explain. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on the Maggie and Perloff show. We're an hour and a half in and... Luckily, we haven't had to dump anything Maggie has said so far today. It's still early. Yeah, this is, uh, we're a lot better than yesterday. We were, <laughs> at this point, were we two dump buttons in? And uh, maybe a little afraid for the future of the show. <laughs> but luckily, Pete Bellotti is the safety net of this show yeah. and is ho- hand hovered over the dump button at all the times in case I say something. Yeah, I, no, I, he's all of a sudden, he looks way stressed out. You're putting a lot of pressure <laughs> on Bellotti here. He's aging before our eyes. I'm oh, sorry, yes. Pete. 
as if the two kids under the age of three wasn't going to do that enough that for is, you. That's not doing it to me, no. <laughs> it's what, what could possibly come out of my mouth next? Uh, well, we weren't the only people paying attention <laughs> yesterday when I decided to go rogue. Twice. Thank you, Bogish. In my defense. You spelled it one time. We get it. No, but the first one I really didn't know. So the WFAN morning in show. Defense? <laughs> to my defense. I know. Ignorance well, is not a defense like in court, but in this setting, which is far from court. And well, I, and Spike I, is Spike is when Spike is involved, it's more of a kangaroo court. So I, I don't <laughs> think it will be a defense. But truly in your defense, because this spread like wildfire yesterday, mm-hmm. fueled the times by myself, um, it was pointed out to me that when the incident in Buffalo that you referenced yeah. actually happened. Jim Rome said the D word over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I knew I got it from somewhere. It must have been Rome who was and there seeping were, in my there mind. There were drops about it, and the people down the hall say that word all the time, apparently. So you, this is this is just a critical place that you are not allowed to be yourself. Which is, I, I got to be honest, it's I, I didn't know that it was a banned word either. I'm going to be okay. Well, this is why. And according to Spike yesterday, our boss Blotty saved our tushies by dropping it because Butch. we can't say. I don't know if I could say that. A S. I don't know if I can say that now, but I can't say anything around here. H. But I think that. I, I, I honestly didn't know you couldn't say that. And that's because Rome says it and because the dudes on WFAN say it. So mm-hmm. maybe this is like, uh, you know, if I was reading this, maybe it's a little misogyny. Maybe I, I can't say it. I think that's a fair assessment. Because I'm a woman. But no, no, Spike I'll said say it. Pete just Pete <laughs> saved me. I anyway. actually would not say it because I would blush too much to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that word. I don't say that word in polite conversation. It's a weird word to well, say. Well, it's a weird word to say. It also doesn't come up very often. <laughs> unless. Well, right. I don't know what your Thanksgiving conversations (laughs) were like. Mine don't involve this kind of thing. But anyway, I said it yesterday about Buffalo Bills fans would throw certain sex toys on the field at Tom Brady. It became a thing. I don't know how they were smuggling it. I don't want to know how they were smuggling (laughs) them into the stadium. Perloff? Well, I don't think they're made of metal, so they don't go off the metal detector. At least the ones that I've... What? Where do you... Throw on some Zubaz. Blank, and away we go. (laughs) I've got... Honey, wallet, keys, watch. (laughs) Sex toy. Blankety blank that I can't say. This is what it sounded like in WFAN yesterday. Maggie Gray on the Maggie and Perloff or Perloff and Maggie show. I'm not sure what the name of it is, but it's a fantastic show. You know, Jerry. I'll play you the dumped version first, and you tell me what you think Maggie was trying to say. That was only for Tom Brady. It was a very specifically specific thing yeah. that Bills fans did to Tom Brady. If you play for a rocket, fan Can I fan say base, that on the air? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dumped it. Okay. Nobody heard it. Uh, sex toy. Um, <laughs> go. Good morning. Oh. We're talking about sex toys now? <laughs> so she was dumped. I can play the full version of this, correct? Yes. We're talking about Tom Brady. I'm making sure. I mean, we've used it. Yeah, 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 sure. So then here's the full version in which she was referencing. I had never heard Shaq Lawson or Jordan Phillips or any of these guys say anything about whenever people complain about the Bills fans. What about the on the field that bothers you, EJ? <laughs> I mean, Does that offend you? That was only for Tom Brady. It was very specifically specific <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah, and there it is. Off. There it is. Throwing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. You t- stories on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did Al say? I don't know, but what the hell did she get off? <laughs> <laughs>
This is very meta that we're bleeping out the word that they're allowed to say yes. that we weren't allowed to say. We're literally uh, 50 feet from them. Yeah. Less. Which is funny. Yes. I, what did Al Duke I, I, say? I'll say, I uh, I'll say the sex toys are on the field. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he used yeah, the term you right. used. Oh, got it. <laughs> so that was that was number one. Mm-hmm. And it continued because I said another thing that had to be dumped yesterday because I spelled out a part of the female anatomy that apparently you can't say. Wait a, a second. You late. played for the Jets during some bad years. Yeah, but do I was like 30 any, years ago. Do you have any idea what she's referencing no, instead I have no of idea. J-E-T-S? Now, she's saying that this happened like 10 years ago. I played back in 93, okay. 4, oh, so five. she said it was 10 years ago? Okay, yeah. but you were covering, I mean, you were here doing this show 10 years ago. Instead of J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> what did they say? I, I have no idea. I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what she's, I have no okay. idea. Okay, here we go. Here's the whole thing. Do you remember the old uh, Jets chant? This is from like a decade ago. This one would not hold up today in the Me Too era. Instead of J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I, I don't know if I can say this. I think I can. Oh, Pete, for good to Pete start shaking that his way. head. Oh, now I got to hear you, it. You probably can't, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. The T-I-P-S? Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. say that one. I got dumped right. again. Twice on my own show. Who the, what, where did that come from? Does anybody remember people chanting that at MetLife Stadium? I've never heard that before. T-I blank S? Where's <laughs> 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 most when you need them? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, this is what they're what, doing. What are you doing? I mean, she's spelling out what? <laughs> did he say where's Moose when you need him? He did. <laughs> Moose would have run out of the stampede out of the studio yesterday. Yeah, definitely. So um, wait, did you? Did you make this up? Is this something that's not happening at Jets games? No, it definitely happened. I think people to did. you at a Jet game? No. <laughs> Were you yeah. a victim of this? <laughs> no, <laughs> this was a story. I can Google it now. I think they don't Google it on a work computer. No, You're not in enough computer. trouble. The, they, I think they eventually came around. The people did remember this was a thing. It might have been over a decade ago. This might have been like an 0809 situation. This was like remember Girls Gone Wild got really popular, and I think it was around that era. Again, this all feels very dated. Everyone just got real quiet around here. No, like, you I, guys I don't remember like, Girls I'm, Gone Wild? No, I do. I just think it's longer ago, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, is it yeah, 20 years that's ago? That's what I would think. I'm trying my so <laughs> I'm trying to Google this with the advice from uh, from uh, for what's from Andrews being like, hey, maybe try not to do it in a way. So I'm trying to do Jets explicit chant. So and it's not coming up anything. Yeah. All right, pick I'll up your phone, wait. turn the Wi-Fi yeah, right, the off. The Wi-Fi off. That's that's the <laughs> next one. Search it. All yeah. right, hold on. Wait, private browsing on. Okay, New York Times. November 20th, 2007, so it was a while ago, at Jets game, a halftime ritual of harassment. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's no, we all know that. That was a big story. Is, isn't this what I'm talking about? Did they have the specific chant you were talking about? Yeah, everyone knows oh, there was no, video was of them screaming broke. at a woman to lift her shirt up. I remember that very well. Yeah. But that being said, I completely believe you because the, the chant has a nice cadence to it, so it makes perfect <laughs> oh, I sense. Get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they were chanting it, they should have been chanting it. Okay, so 2007, yes. Jets fans gather each halftime for show us your bleep chant. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. the spelling was not happening. I don't see. Right, that there was a video out there of them. They were make, on the, uh, yes, the they, as you walk, the spiral staircase, right. screaming at women. It was really disgusting, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But uh, Jets fans are tough. But that actual chant I had never heard before, but it makes so much sense. I mean, yeah, I probably thought it the first time I saw 
real ones in real life that I left this the situation <laughs> chanting that. <laughs> I mean, this is. But yeah. what does it say? Even if the it, drunkest Jeff. Fan I like this scenario. Time. What if it never happened and it was just in your head that they chanted that? <laughs> so you were the one who actually came up with this chant, and now on Sunday in this hopeless, another hopeless Jet season, they're going to start chanting this. And, yes, and guys. To I'm honor you, Fireman Maggie. Ed's niece. No, I, how would I ever come up with any of this stuff? I have no idea. Back. <laughs> I mean, you're the lady that curses on the radio. Anything is possible. Yeah, you know what? Possible. My credibility is just out the window. Uh, do we have time for some headlines, Bogus? Oh, sure. Why Enough not? Enough about me. Uh, a second straight week with a reshuffle inside the CFP rankings. Georgia stayed number one, but Michigan and Washington move up to second and third, while Florida State returned to the group at number four, all because the Wolverines beat Ohio State. They dropped from second to sixth behind Oregon. And Remember when we said college athletics didn't have morals when discussing John Gruden, maybe getting the Indiana job? Mm. Uh, Maybe we were too kind. Can you have negative morals? Arkansas is reportedly hiring Bobby Petrino as offensive coordinator, the same Bobby Petrino who had to leave the Razorbacks in 2012 after we found out he had a girlfriend who was a team employee who the school and others did not know about. And we only found out because they were in a motorcycle accident together. But 11 years later, Arkansas needs more points. So Petrina returns after one season running the A&M, the A&M offense. He was not retained by new head coach Mike Elko. What a guy. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's got to be. He's got to be some kind of Mount Rushmore Hall of Shame candidate and keeps getting hired. I mean, my question is, did the woman who he was having an affair with, what if she applied for a job? At the athletic department. I mean, right. there's no chance they'd hire her, but it seems ridiculous now in hindsight. Like, they should. But Why she's not? not getting hired. Right. Like, we know that. Does she have any ideas to get more points for <laughs> Arkansas next year? <laughs> well, she could do that. Run. Yeah. yeah. She can help the offense? Uh, yeah. That's something. That is, it is something, but anybody who's shocked by that has never won- followed college football at all in their lives because there's no bottom to where they'll go ethically not a, there never has been and there never will be i know is it doesn't it, make I it mean, less outrageous though it's like no nah, this is this is, is this really shocking well so, it's just like would urban meyer get hired at ohio oh, state again heck yes, yes. The only thing that's, that would happen. that's wow. shocking to me is that because this was an actual, like, HR violation, that they are allowed to hire him again. It's not, they're not just simply making yeah, a moral judgment. He fired him ju- for cause. Right. Yes. Like, you'd think he would be ineligible to work for the for that school again because of what <laughs> he, he already did. He gave her 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also, I think, lied about the motorcycle accident. Like, even, like, the, the details of it. Beyond the fact that, well, one, the, the woman was with him. Yeah. But he had said that it was the son... And the light that caused him to have this issue, not that he had someone else with him right. that I think the police said that they, they, they thought caused the accident. That in, that that picture of him in that sugar bowl hat and in that neck brace yep. with the, yeah. the, that is one of the, to me, one of the most infamous Definitely. images of like failure at the college football level maybe we've ever seen. His face is all <laughs> cut up. Yeah. Like the <laughs> Halloween hysterical. costume. Uh, that being said, this is the SEC, not the Patriot League. You guys with your silly morals, forget <laughs> it. It has nothing to do with this. And Urban Meyer, not only could he go back to Ohio State, the question is when will he be back at Ohio State? Get a parade. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they guess... did bring Jim Trestle back, didn't they? Uh, they did? As a consultant? As a, did they bring him back as a consultant? I'm, I don't remember that. But what honestly, Jim Trestle, like that, lo- that looks very quaint in hindsight. I oh, think yes. the Urban Meyer stuff about, you know, whether he might have been covering for a coach who might have been abusing his wife, that kind of stuff still stands. Like the trading the tattoos for the memorabilia right. feels very Yeah, old. even lying to the NCAA in that 
is not yeah. a death sentence. Urban Meyer was accused of abusing his wife. I no, 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 Co- covering for a coach. Oh, who was yeah. accused of that. Also, I, th- I think to me this. This Petrino thing tells me one thing, and it's kind of teased it earlier. I mean, the depth of the SEC is lousy. I mean, you're you're hiring coaches from 10 years ago that you fired for inappropriate behavior. Um, this guy already was cycling through that. He was at Texas A&M this year, right. so that didn't work out. Like, it, like we talk Hugh about— Hugh Freeze, same Hugh thing. Hugh Freeze, yes, yeah. I was going to say. Hugh Freeze, he gets out. Hugh Freeze now was, he's was, back what, in. Was, one, was 31 yards away and one play away from beating Alabama. Right, and it's like you can't find anyone else to run these teams. Like this is how bad things have gotten for everyone that's not Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Well, if he's a good coach, why? Why do you think fans care about anything that you no. guys just talked about? Nope. No, but I mean, I'm talking about the S. To me, if you're supposed to be this great, tough, right. deep, like, where conference, are the good coaches? Where are these good coaches? These are good coaches. No, no, no. Where are the next? Where's the they next generation the of guys. the good coaches? Well, right? I mean, these. Uh, Why go back to the retreads who have stained reputations? I mean, it's not just football. But you guys are talking about I'm the stained reputation. I'm watching Rick Pitino coach St. John's. I mean, it happens in basketball as well. But it's like, yeah. yes, is there not enough offensive innovation, especially on that side of the ball, mm, where you ah. can't get new up and coming people rather than disgraced former coaches? Well, you're talking about the disgrace. So if they weren't disgraced, it'd be okay? No, I'm just. No, that's not for me at all. It's more about the fact that you just keep hiring these retreads to keep trying to beat Nick Saban. It's like. You kept the only chance you have is of Hugh Freeze and yeah. Bobby Petrino. I mean, my like, like, AM just what? hired Mike Elko. Does that get you excited? He was a Texas AM assistant. Is another guy who was already in the system. Yeah, but every who's not been in the SEC Dan Landing's been in the SEC system too. I'm just saying I, I the the ethics part of it should not matter. The worst crime a college football coach can have by far, and it's not even close, is losing. Okay, That's all anyone really cares so about. I'm going to actually re, re, go. I think it is the disgrace part that is part of it, right? It's like if you, because if you never, if Bobby Petrino is just any other regular old coach with a couple NCAA violations or a couple of these, these small things, he's still a coach. He's still a head coach somewhere, right. coveted. Maybe he's won a national championship at this point. The fact that he did have to go away, any of the Falcons thing and yeah. the Arkansas thing and got fired from Louisville. And now got fired from AM, although that wasn't his fault. But like all that stuff, it's like, yeah, so it kind of is about the the disgrace part too. It's like there's nobody who's even attempting, like you can't give the job to someone else who could be an offensive innovator who doesn't have all this baggage. Right. At Arkansas. I feel, yeah. Arkansas, who's Arkansas bringing in? Why would Arkansas have any power? They're not a premier program. I would feel hopeless if I was Arkansas, knowing that we went through 10 years after we left by Petrino, where we were an 11 and 2 team, and we went 10 years, we couldn't do jack with right. multiple coaches. And our only hope is to bring back this clown. Like, the, I'd feel like we're never going to break through. But you honestly think Arkansas fans are not happy today? I think they're thrilled. No, no, no. They, they are, and that's the problem. Like, there's no one else right. that can that can it's be a, as good as Bobby Petrino, apparently. It's a hard program, honestly. Can you, can you imagine competing at Arkansas compared to Alabama and what, Georgia? You know, it's a really part, hard though. program. No, I get it. But, you know, the other part, too, is like, it seems like in the NFL, we also have a coaching situation, right? Where Tom Brady's calling out the mediocrity yeah. of coaches there, mm-hmm. but there's never a shortage, it feels like, of the young, up-and-coming offensive coordinator innovator in the NFL level. Yeah. But I guess there's that problem at the college level? If, you, I, if, if Bobby sure Petrino's back in the mix? How old is Bobby Petrino? He's not 100. No, but the disgrace part. Yeah, I, I think that college programs look past that. I mean, we have to even look at it <laughs> to look say, past it. And we've got proof of that today. Bogus, thank you so much. Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, we do have interesting uh, comments from Jerry Jones yesterday. thought he said he didn't want to poke the bear or the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, it turns out 
That's not true. We'll hear from Jerry next. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, the morning show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, taking your calls on the college football playoff, Perloff. Yep. Who do you want to see in the top four? And do you think it should be who deserves to get in or who are the best four teams? Because justifying, you know, that FSU is one of the top four teams is going to be a little tough when you lose your starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but you're, by your logic that you just get the most entertaining matchup, we'll have Notre Dame back in there playing <laughs> Alabama in the first round. Then we'll go Georgia, Ohio State. Come on. It, deserving matters. I know. It's just so funny that in the last segment, we're talking about Bobby Petrino getting rehired at Arkansas, where he had his most infamous of all of his infamous scandals. That was the most infamous one with the mistress and the motorcycle and all of that. We're talking about there's no bottom in terms of morality in college football. Yet when it comes to putting the top four teams in, everything's got to be by the book. At that point, no, nothing is about it being a television show. This has got to be about, you know, deserve and who's, you know, deserving of it. Meanwhile, college football is, you know, very little soul. Other yeah, places. but if if you put a, tw- a 13-0 and Florida State team at number five, that's that's a radical move. You have to admit that. Well, it's the last year of four teams, so I think the all bets are off. But it's still the same committee. I mean, well, I, I know they changed the committee, year. but yeah. it's it, 12 teams, you're going to have the same problem. Interesting. Uh, let's hit our cowboy quickie. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Jerry Jones... 105.3 The Fan yesterday, making a case why players like Shaq Leonard, who's now out there on the open market, should choose the Cowboys over other teams. And we, uh, we've we got a pretty attractive situation for uh, any player because of uh, not only the way we play it, but also uh, 
uh, the uh, <clears throat> just the aura of the Cowboys and our fan base and uh, this area. This area is a tremendously attractive area for any player. Well, a little bit of a sideswipe. The Philadelphia Eagles, because that's the other team vying for Shaq Leonard. And earlier this season, Jerry, before the Cowboys played the Eagles, he was asked to sort of weigh in. He's like, I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to make this any tougher on my team by giving them bulletin board material. But now, apparently, not so concerned about that. Yeah, I mean, the truth, the funny thing is he's probably going to lose this battle because it seems like Shaq Leonard is going to go to the Eagles instead of the Cowboys because he has this relationship with Nick Sirianni. They were in Indy together. Um Again, I, I hate this. This is a typical Dallas Cowboys. They they seem to be a really good team, but they just there's something lacking. They will never get to the next level because of things like this. You this, think that Jerry saying this has no, in I, any way impacts the Cowboys? I, I just think the fact that they're going to lose out on Shaq Leonard is very typical Cowboys. It feels like they're a very, very good team, but there's something that the elite four or five teams in the league do that the Cowboys do not. I, I don't know why. It just feels like very Cowboys under Jerry Jones this year. Interesting. Well, that's your Cowboy quickie. <laughs> hmm. I mean, if they lose him, which I probably... I, I'm assuming the guy's going to the Eagles. The other thing, too, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. He He's slowed down tremendously after another back surgery. But the the way that the things move at the trade deadline, the real contenders make a lot of deals, and the Cowboys have not made a lot of deals. I think Dallas is... Uh, they, maybe they do beat Philadelphia in the playoffs, but it feels to me like there's a difference between Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco, the way they operate mm. and the way Dallas operates. San Francisco gets gets McCaffrey. They got Chase Young. Kansas uh, City didn't add anybody, though. Yeah, but the way they generally operate, I'm saying, what has Dallas done this season? Well, they did a lot of their stuff in the offseason, right? Yeah. When you bring over Stephon Gilmore and you you know make Brandon Cooks, I guess, like those kind of upgrades... Well, they want Leonard because they lost Leighton Van Rush. That's their one weakness on defense is their middle linebacking core. They traded for Trey Lance and a fourth yeah. rounder before the season started. That was interesting. Well, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Leonard will go there. But that's definitely, they have this remaining vulnerability. The problem, the Eagles need him now because they lost their linebacker, Zach Cunningham. So they'll probably offer more money. The Eagles need a cornerback. Maggie, can we get a cornerback? You probably should have thought about that before the trade deadline. <laughs> Which you I, did actually get. We got a safety got who safety. is washed. The mystique, though, of the Cowboys over other teams, I think, is interesting. Does that still exist? We question whether they're still America's team, as they claim to be, but is that really the case? 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, it's Wednesday. Great debate series starts next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.